0: Um, well, from what I understand and from the news reports and pictures I've seen, um, so this woman was on the beach. Um, this was straight after the burkini ban that's it's been come to known. She wasn't even wearing a burkini. She was actually wearing a long-sleeve flowy top and a headscarf tied like a turban. And these guys rocked up police, um, armed, and basically forced her to take her top off.
1: So extremely confronting and I think it's been, you know, I think quite fabulous actually to see the level of, of outrage that this has kind of elicited from, from people. Um, so just to talk to us a little bit more about this. This is actually a state-enforced uh, bikini ban. What's? Could what, you tell us what the actual legal situation is that the, those French policemen were... Uh, were what's, what was the law they are enforcing?
0: Um, so... Again, from what I understand, just um, certain cities in France had passed a um, basically a ban on women wearing the full bikini swimsuit to the beach, um, and I mean this is coming off the back of a lot of anti-Muslim sentiment. So there's all that um, idea of you know why why is this happening and terror threats and such. um, France prides itself on its secularism as well. So it's not the first time there's been, uh, I guess, a ban or, you know, um, targeting of religious symbols of any kind. Um, And in the furor that's happened, because, you know, there's so many people have reacted against it. I think in London, they threw a beach party in front of the French embassy and even brought sand in and people were kind of rocking out in their bikinis and bikinis. Um, the overall French state has um, halted this particular ban and actually said, you know, it's illegal to have such a ban in the first place. So that's been quite interesting that first it's being enforced and then suddenly it's not being enforced. But yeah, like you said, there's been so much outrage over it. Um in online forums as well as, um, you know, in the public sphere.
2: Um, aside from the secularism um, that, that that you said, you know, France sort of prides itself on, do you have any idea why um, this country of all other countries, particularly in Europe, um, has, has sort of decided to um, to create a ban like this initially? I mean, because it seems like it's it's really well it is really extreme but it's also ridiculous it doesn't really make any sense that they would do this i mean even if they say well it's because we're just being secular i mean you know i mean i guess the thing that people have raised is that you know you have like nuns walking on the beach and dressed in exactly the same way and if you're wearing a wetsuit it's pretty much the same sort of outfit so i don't do do you have any idea why they, they in particular have decided to do this
0: um there's been quite a strong sentiment in france lately um, especially, there was that attack on I think it was Bastille Day, yep. um, mm-hmm. and you know, there's there's it's it's been kind of also riding on that general European anti-immigrant slash refugee sentiment. I feel, um, and I don't know, like I obviously I'm biased on this issue. I look at it as a way of controlling populations. Um, the other thing is a lot of Muslims who are in France are. Um, from places like Algeria, Tunisia, um, some former colonies of France. Um, So again, it it does feel like it's asserting control over a population of people and kind of reminding them that, you know, we are the ones who control this state. We are the ones who control, you know, what you do. And in this case, they're literally policing what
2: women wear given that, it, that this argument has also come up in the past, that um, the idea of um, police and members of the state or representatives of the state actually telling women how to dress, whether it's um, telling them to wear a bikini or telling them that they, you know, must cover up. I mean, considering that that sort of argument has been used in the past, um, how do you think um, the women's rights movement, for example, sort of fits within this sort of um, this development in France and... and at the
1: moment, yeah, and I guess also just you know, as a Muslim woman, what uh, I know, that f- for example, you know, mutual friend who's also Muslim has been going through uh, you know a- a her own process, has you know, in her journey wearing the hijab, yeah. You know, so you know, those kind of con- conflicting kind of uh, pressures that you, I'm sure, you feel as a Muslim woman, or do you not feel them? You, is it much more simple than that for you?
0: Um, I don't think it can ever be simple. Any choice that you make is never going to be 100% to other people. And I think it comes down to what you feel is right for you. I mean, that's sort of where it boils for me is that I'll cover myself in the way I see fit. And that may not necessarily align with more conservative traditional aspects of Islam or, you know, people who believe in such views that you should dress a certain way. But at the same time, I'm quite vocal about how um, I choose to dress like this in the morning, you know, whether I decide I, wear to, I want to wear a beanie over my headscarf or whether, you know, want to wrap something up nice and flowy-like and a bit more ladylike or, you know, whatever I decide. Um You know, I I don't want someone telling me either to take it off or to wear something else on top of it. Or, you know, does that make any sense? (laughs) It's like (laughs) I I want to make that decision for myself. And unfortunately, in a lot of states, you know, whether they are secularist or Islamist, women aren't being given that choice.
2: And I guess um, one thing that seems to come out of it for me as well is that... um, a lot of women are, are pretty much saying the same thing that you've said, and yet they keep being told, um, "Oh, well, if you're a Muslim, it must be that you're doing this. You're covering up, you know, for men or for society or for your religion." And it's almost like people are not being listened to at all. Like that seems to happen repeatedly. Yeah, oh. and
1: then it's just like people just can't get their head around that. That's that's you know that's a choice that some women make to, you know, in as part of their tradition, their culture, their religion. So who the fuck's businesses to, yeah. to impose on that. you know? Well, like,
0: pretty much. I mean, when even when people go, up, oh, but your religion imposes this on you. And I was like, well, at the moment, I've chosen to follow it in this way. Um, I grew up in a family where, you know, I think it was only my grandmother who actually covered her head. Everyone dressed modestly according to cultural norms, but no one actually wore the headscarf in my immediate family, and I was the first one to do it. So, in a way, it was kind of the opposite of what most people's stories are, and I kind of made that decision to wear it um, as a way of asserting my identity as a Muslim. Um, and, I mean, you have to understand this is post 9-11, mm. um, even though I was growing up in Kenya, there was quite a lot of talk around, you know, what it means to belong to a certain, I guess, um, ethnicity and religion and Yeah, so to a teenager, especially, you know, you're in that era, being able to assert your identity is a really powerful thing. And this was one of the things I did as part of that. And I guess that's kind of why I feel so strongly about it, that I wanted to wear it. I was given that choice. Um, And I fully understand not everyone would be. Um, I've got friends who weren't given that choice. But I think we all kind of appreciate that, neither, you know, we're not forcing our choices on other people.